Hello. Welcome back to Straight Arrows. I'm your host, Pastor Woody Whit. Today, we are continuing in our series on topics in which our Lord addressed. Uh, today, we want to hear what our Lord said about economics. Due to the length of some of the texts, I will not be reading uh, them in their entirety. Um, but please contact me if you would like um, notes. I, I can email those to you as attachments if that's what you would like. Uh, so today we're talking about what Christ talked taught about economics. Now, what do you think when you hear the word economics? Many things can come to mind. Various dictionaries give varying uh, definitions. For example, someone said that, that economics is the science that deals with production, distribution, and consumption of goods and services, or the material welfare of, of humankind. Entomologically, uh, in the 1580s, economics was the art of managing a household. Um, in 1792, uh, it was called, economics was called the science of wealth. Um, economics is generally understood to concern behavior that given the scarcity of means arises to achieve certain ends. Um, according to Chad Brooks, economics is divided into two main areas, microeconomics and macroeconomics. Microeconomics examines items on an individual level. For business, this means assessing things such as how much of something to produce and how to price it. Conversely, macroeconomics focuses on the economy as a whole, looking at things like unemployment rates, gross national product, and price levels, end of quote. During the public ministry of Christ, the subject of economics was often in the background. And let me read something to you, and then we're going to, uh, I'm going to uh, give you a, um, uh, someone's comments on it. But Matthew, in Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 24, Hear what the Lord Jesus says. The Lord Jesus said, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and dust, moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your heart, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Verse 22, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold, the fowls of the air. Behold, the fowls of the air. They sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? That's what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 uh, all the way through, I read through all the way through verse 26. Now, this, what Jesus says here, is antithetical to 
what the Pharisees uh, taught. These were the religious people who were, um, in essence, in opposition to our Lord Jesus Christ and to his teaching. Um, uh, Dwight Pentecost notes this concerning Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 24. The Jewish philosophy, and I quote, the Jewish philosophy toward money was expressed in their statement, whom the Lord loveth, he maketh rich. In Deuteronomy 28, God promised he would bless the people materially if they walked in obedience to the word of God, and he also promised to discipline them by reducing them to want and poverty if they disobeyed. The Jews thought riches were a sure sign of God's blessing and pleasure. In Christ's day, their highest goal in life was to accumulate material wealth, but Christ taught that material goods may be lost to thieves, moths, or rust. Thus, what is material is temporary, not permanent. On the other hand, one may store up in heaven treasure that is eternal and permanent, and accumulating treasure there is the danger that one will love what is accumulated. It follows that what is loved will enslave the person. Christ taught that it is impossible to serve two masters. If one serves material things, he cannot serve God. And if he serves God, he cannot be enslaved to material things. Such a teaching was designed to correct the Pharisees' false attitude towards money. End of quote. Consequently, um, having considered secular definitions of economics and the wrong-headed conventional wisdom of the religious teachers of the time, let's just kind of do a cursory overview of what Christ taught concerning uh, some of the foundational aspects which constitute the idea of economics on a personal level. Number one, Christ taught that all that we do is for the glory of God. Now, this is important, isn't it? Matthew 5, 16 says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Here, according to Christ, the entire purpose of our lives, what God wants from us, is to do good for others to the glory of God. The Bible does not make a distinction between religious work or secular work. Instead, all work should be done in love for the sake of others. And that's the point. Uh, the Bible teaches us, for example, in Ephesians 2, verses 8 to 10, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and it not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus under good works, which God hath ordained that we should walk in them. Brothers and sisters, whatsoever we do in word or deed, let us do it all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us arise every morning with a desire to uh, do our, our daily do our daily uh, work. And so, yes, that's my phone ringing there in the background, but I think someone will answer that. Uh, secondly, the Lord Jesus taught that we should invest what God has given to us for the betterment of others. And that's found in Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 to 30. Uh, thir thirdly, Christ taught us not to allow ourselves to become obsessed with money to the point where it becomes a stumbling block or worse into idolatry. And that's found in Matthew 19, verses 16 to 24. Number four, Christ taught that we should not be envious of others. 
you know, envy is a dangerous thing, brothers and sisters. I tell you, um, you know, we live in a world where, um, you know, sometimes uh, people are envious of other people because they've got a, a shiny new car or a big screen TV or something like that, you know. Uh, we should be content with those things which God gives us and be thankful uh, for a roof over our head and food to eat and clothes uh, to wear. We should be very thankful to God for what he gives us. We don't need to be envious. Envy, envy is a, is, uh, can be a very dangerous thing. Uh, fifthly, Christ taught that we should care for others. Matthew chapter 25, verses 35 to 40. Um, and we should, uh, you know, the apostle Paul would later go on and, and, and emphasize that we should be taking care of our widows. That's found in first Timothy chapter five, verses nine to 10. Um, and number six, Christ taught us to be wise in our investments, to be wise in our, what we invest uh, our money into. And we should be brothers and sisters investing uh, what God gives to us into the kingdom of God. There's so many worthy, there's so many worthy things that the child of God can, can invest their uh, monetary resources into. Um, I think primarily of the local church, you know, your local church, um, you know, uh, you should, you should, all of us should think about supporting the local church with our tithe. Uh, that is the 10%. Uh, but there are also other, a lot of other things, uh, missionary work that we can do. Perhaps we meet a missionary and we want to support their ministry of getting the word of God out. Uh, there's so many ways that, um, that you and I, and over the course of our lifetime, can impact our world by properly investing um, our monetary resources into the things which God is doing. If you see God moving and working somewhere, be involved in that by sowing um, into it financially, and God will bless you uh, in that. And I could go on into a lot more depth on that today, but I'm not. I'm, we're just looking today what the Lord Jesus taught about economics. And so we, we see then that the Lord Jesus had a lot to say about money uh, and about, about uh, materialism and that. And I want to encourage you uh, to, if you want to contact me, I can send you the notes today. I know that what I went over with you is kind of brief uh, and to the point, uh, but may the Lord bless uh, all of you today that are listening May the Lord bless you uh, financially, and may the Holy Spirit guide you into how you will um, properly invest what God has blessed you with, with into the kingdom of God. Let me pray with you today. Father, we thank you, Lord, for all of what the Lord Jesus taught us, and help us to remember uh, Matthew chapter 6. Help us to read it carefully and understand that you are the one who takes care of us. We are to be faithful to you, and we should be uh, caring for the people around us financially, Lord God, if we can. Lord, we love you. We praise you. and We thank you today for all of your blessings. Lord, I pray that every person that listens to these podcasts, um, these straight arrows, oh God, I pray that everyone knows Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. In his holy name, we pray today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you for tuning in today and look forward to being with you 
next time. God bless you. Bye-bye.